0: With Canada Post solutions for small business, we'll reward your repeat business with automatic savings. Visit canadapost.ca forward slash small business to see how you can start saving up to 34% on shipping in Canada. As a small business owner, you are the business and you know the time you're spending on payroll and HR could be spent in a hundred better ways. Ceridian PowerPay is fast, simple, and intuitive software trusted by over 40,000 Canadian small business owners like you. Automate your HR and payroll processes, keep track of compliance, and pay your people from your desktop or mobile phone. Free up time to focus on what really matters when it comes to your business and get back to doing what you love with Ceridian PowerPay. <laughs> Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and changemakers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and the lives of those driving the entrepreneurial movement in Canada. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Matt Curtis, and welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. And we're thrilled today to have Patrick Ferrar, CEO of Startup Zone PEI. As a startup advisor and mentor for several businesses, Patrick has helped launch and foster several social startups, leading efforts in raising millions in financing. Attempting Jan Köping International Business School in Sweden, the top school in the world for research on family business and entrepreneurship, Patrick conducted research on developing long standing businesses. His experience and love for startups pull him towards other ventures that bring added value to the Canadian economy through business creation and employment. Drawing on startup experiences, he's inspired to enhance the support and training of ambitious entrepreneurs. This has led him to the Startup Zone, a business incubator that helps entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. We're more than happy to have you. So, Patrick, first things first today, what's the one thing you want every entrepreneur to come away from the show today with?
1: Uh, yeah, for me, I think it is that everyone should know there's there's different types of entrepreneurship. And there's, there's something in it for everybody. So whether you are sort of doing that next unicorn or want to do a small business, run a hobby side project, um, you know, there's always that famous quote of, you know, can you be an entrepreneur? And I strongly believe you can. And you just need to figure out what works best for you.
0: I think that's really going to resonate with everybody listening. Great. So can you tell us the story of entrepreneurship in PEI?
1: Okay. Yes. It's... Uh, around the i'd say the last five years it's really started to accelerate and uh i can speak to really back in 2016 the startup zone um the business incubator here for pei and now also accelerator that started yeah about mid 2016 and really became a home for entrepreneurs to be coming into the zone and meeting with others learning about training programs potential funding and that's really when you started to see this sort of catalyst and it grew from there. Um, you know, Historically, we've always had uh, something called Launchpad on PEI, which is sort of this government supported uh, you know, office space for getting off the ground for early stage companies, which has been great. Um, but I believe really Startup Zone 2016, that's when it sort of kicked off. After that year, Island Capital Partners was created, which is the venture capital fund here on the island. And, you know, then they're providing uh, a great capital for some local companies, which has been amazing. Um, As of recently, we've just revitalized startup Charlottetown, which is uh, huge for us as we create this more organic and uh, just really inviting to really anyone interested in entrepreneurship and getting that community off the ground—it's. Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say that's that's awesome. It sounds uh, it sounds great to you know hear that there's so much zest really for uh, for everything that's going on in in PEI, and it it must be quite the unique perspective, especially from uh, from PEI, and just given its its geographic differences from the rest of the country too. And and I was wondering, like, does PEI leverage entrepreneurship to bring in some newcomers to the island?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone i think underestimates pei you know we're one of the the, sm- the smallest provinces in canada and when it comes to entrepreneurs there's more supports for them uh, or not more but there are a lot considering our size and i think that's incredibly important everything from Business Women's Association, uh, there's you know this Biofood Tech, Canada's Smartest Kitchen, Natural Products Canada, uh, that's sort of on the food tech basis. We've got Bio Alliance and Emergence, which is on the biotech side of things. Um, anyone from away, as we call them, uh, outside of PEI has access to these uh, different programmings. Uh, we have the Newcomers Association as well which has been a a big catalyst for new folks coming onto the island, Um, as well as PEI Connectors, which is really working with the local businesses and uh, anyone new coming onto the island and connecting those people right off the bat within their first year of moving here, which is uh, incredibly helpful in bringing everyone together.
0: That sounds awesome. It sounds like it's really an an approach of uh, open arms, open doors, and open businesses. Absolutely. And that being said, can you speak a little more on on what the community and culture is like? Are there any like legends of local business in PEI?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, definitely. Absolutely. Um, you know, people don't think about uh, PEI always being the top in the world, but you'd be surprised at what we have uh, to sort of uh, showcase. And that's sort of the, I guess on the culture side, that's sort of the, that's a piece of it where PEI, everyone's so humble and You know, I guess Canadians are humble in their own right, but PEI even more so. So anytime we want to show off an accomplishment or, you know, talk about a specific company and their story, so hard to track them down. They really just don't uh, focus on that, I guess. And uh, for good reason, right? They're, They're busy at their business. They're just focused on working really hard. So, you know, that's what I see a lot of around here is just everyone is supporting one another. So lots of peer groups, different associations, as we previously mentioned, uh, different work groups, even friend groups on a personal level. Uh, very important to have, obviously, anywhere you are in the world. But here in PEI, I think it's it's a, a great spot for it. And you just really need to put the effort in. People talk, oh, it's so close-knit on PEI. and you know you just got to get out there and put the effort in you can meet people legends um you know, i think i would first look at i mean any of the entrepreneurs here obviously there there's significant obstacles on PEI or at least you would think there are and they do really well at overcoming those in terms of the you know dip market size being on an island labor all that sort of stuff um, island capital partners. So the people that started that up, I think, are some of the the early legends of entrepreneurs on the island. Um, and that's not just the general partners within the fund, but also the limited partners. I think there's over, you know, 20, 25 of them, and they all stepped up to support the community, which was awesome. So I can go through the roster really quickly on that team, but you've got Ron Keefe, who's sort of this you know, lawyer-gone startup and He's uh, very well known for BioVectra here, which uh, has done incredibly well. We've got Alex Macbeth, who's a former CEO of Grant Thornton, and uh, you know is a sort of <laughs> an accountant that uh, failed at retiring. He'll uh, <laughs> refer to himself as, and now you know, super active in the community, not just in PEI but across the whole country. Uh, so you'll see him in Toronto. Uh, and other places, we've got Steve Nicole, who is the or was the former CEO at STI Technologies in Halifax, uh, which was acquired, and he's been part of, you know, several different early stage startups that have done incredibly well, and continues to be involved with those. and uh, Paula, Paj- I, oh, I always pronounce this, La- Paul Lipajowski, um, you know, he was a former techie at Autodesk in uh, Montreal, and also at AMD, the video graphics company. Mm-hmm. So just in a lot of other early stage startups. So anyways, that's some of the people, they bring a ton of wealth, right, a ton of connections, one thing about the island, it seems to sort of be at the center of Canada, from what I can tell, like everyone passes through here one way or another, whether it be vacation in the summer, or they've got a family or a friend connection. Um, so that's, yeah, that's that's been interesting to watch. I, yeah, there's also these secret millionaires, they call them on the island, and That's all I really know about it. (laughs) That's why it's secret, I guess. But I guess there are some other people out there, you know, who are investing in our community and and helping out. But uh, going back to that whole sort of humble and, modest culture they try to stay out of that and stay anonymous
0: well it seems like there really is kind of a, a mosaic of a mosaic of talent and a mosaic of um of diversity and a mosaic of uh you know diversity in practices diversity in business diversity in support even if everybody is uh even if everyone is giving their applause with oven mitts on um
1: well yeah that's kind of to that you know, the, there's been this surge of population here in the past few years as you know, PEI leads a growing population, I believe, in Canada for the past two years. And everyone's just so accepting of that diverse perspective. So previously, you know, when PEI was just an island, before it even had the bridge, there was a much different perspective on being from away. And I think being from away now Really comes with it, uh, you know, this positive perspective and this collaborative and, and understanding. Uh, those, those, you know, myself, I'm from away outside of PEI, um, and that's sort of who they refer to. And so, being much more accepting of those sort of perspectives, I think, has been incredibly valuable as uh, as they continue to grow the economy here. Mm.
0: And I, I really do want to uh, want to build on that because I feel like this is a perfect entry point to saying you know okay this is now this is Startup Zone and uh, right. I, I want to know and I want uh, I want our audience to know what does Startup Zone do how does it help entrepreneurs and what are some of the impacts you've seen Startup Zone have on entrepreneurship and PEI?
1: Awesome okay yeah so you know at the general sense of it we help businesses on PEI. And uh, to break that down, it's, it's generally focused on tech startups, uh, but we also focus on local businesses as well, which comes with it some interesting sort of approaches. And so we are an incubator program, which means we'll provide space, but that's just one of, I'd say, the 10 different offerings we have, everything from... Uh, you know, we have specialists that can help you in a bunch of different areas. So we have sales, branding, product development, IT, HR. Then we partnered up with um, accounting. Um, we've got BDO here now. And uh, we also partner up with Sun Life on insurance, Scotiabank on banking, McGinnis Cooper on legal. Um, So lots of different partnerships. We have Telus for telecommunication, a lot of different areas. And the whole idea is you can't be an expert in everything when you're starting your business. So that's where our experts will come in. They'll guide you in the areas you don't understand or know very little about, or maybe you know everything about it, but there's might be some more information that you need. So we help out on that front and um, those are called our specialist programs. And that helps also not just the tech companies, but again, the local businesses in some areas uh, doesn't take too much effort on our end to help out there. Uh, We recently started our accelerator program and uh, incredibly well received as the sort of first accelerator program on PEI and I highly recommend anyone thinking about doing accelerator program or if you're with an incubator or some type of business accelerators are amazing you obviously have to get the format correct but a 12-week program off of some similar models out there Y Combinator, Founders Institute and you really get this great group of people who become really good friends and colleagues at the end of it um, and have that support group that really strong support group over uh, the tough times of starting your business mm-hmm. so that's a little yep go ahead no please continue that's I guess I was just gonna wrap it up mm-hmm. and a lot of people think incubator and oh it's this place to rent space but we offer so much more than that. Um, and you know we host a ton of events as well. So there's the flagship events of Techstars Startup Weekend. We have the annual policy hackathon here with the government. Uh, there's the Business Women's Summit, which is one of our best events of the year. Uh, the Video Game Summit. And then of course, we have our regular programming events. and workshops as well.
0: And and that was that was a point I was going to touch on was that it seems to be a very uh a, a one-stop shop type of deal where it's um you know you're you're wrapping supports around the people that are that are making use of your space and uh and meeting them where they are and and helping them uh kind of take that that vision that they have for their business forward. And on the note of vision, I I want to know what yours is for entrepreneurship on the island. <sighs> yeah,
1: that's a good one. Okay. For us it's you know as an island working seamlessly together and when I say us I I speak to sort of the the innovation supports that are available everywhere and I think uh, we've come a long way and uh, I know every province is working on that and every region you know whether you're eastern western or central Canada we're working on that as well so I think PEI has an advantage as being the smallest province and we're able to move really quickly um, and get together really quickly and uh, easily and just make those decisions. So for us, it's sort of creating this this association or this group, however you want to label it, and meeting on, you know, a monthly or quarterly basis, just informing everybody of any updates or challenges or potential opportunities. Um, that's sort of the vision in, in the coming future for, for PEI. And I think that can relate to, you know, how we do that in Atlantic Canada and take that a step further and, you know, what we're doing. In, uh nationally in Canada, and that's why there's programs like Startup Canada to really bridge that gap. Mm, and and
0: really just kind of you know put uh, put that on the radar for for everybody across Canada. And uh, and and now I I want to move into um, uh, kind of a, a three pronged question here. So, what do you think uh, entrepreneurship and the supports for it in PI are doing great right now? What do you think the consistent gaps are? And how do you think organizations like both Startup Zone and Startup Canada can work to address those gaps?
1: <laughs> yeah. So first, what we're doing really well, um, we're, we're starting businesses. A, a lot of people. I think the stat would be there's some pretty strong numbers to suggest that PEI has the most new businesses per capita. Uh, so people are curious. People are you know driven, and they're willing to give it a shot. So. Uh, people jump in and, uh, make it work, you know, jump off the plane and build the airplane on the way, or sorry, jump off the cliff and build the airplane on the way, I guess you could jump off the plane and build the airplane on the way down (laughs) too. Um, and so I think that's going really well and, uh, they know when to seek support, uh, at least at the startup zone. And I'd say that's, yeah, that's across the board. So there's no issues there. The gaps I think are, are similar in that they they jump into it maybe a little too early. And so to have some great preparation before going into it, as with anything. Um, and that's always, you know, you could always prepare a little bit more before launching your venture and you do have to dive into it at some point. You could also argue if you prepare too much, you, you know too much and how difficult it's going to be. So you don't even do it. Um, so there's a, I think there's a fine line there, um, and so how can we bridge that gap and you know help support that? I think it's getting to entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs at a at a much earlier stage than when they initially contact us at the Startup Zone, um, and so that's a large one of the reasons we we signed up for Startup Charlottetown and sort of creating this more earlier stage, you know, people who are interested, like have an idea, or maybe don't even have an idea and, uh, just explore how to do, how to do business and and how to prepare themselves as best as possible. Because once you jump in, you can never, you can never prepare that again. You don't really get that opportunity. So take advantage of it uh, while you can. So
0: how would you see startup Canada? helping in addressing these consistent gaps uh, that are present with support for PI entrepreneurs.
1: What we see um, based on you know our discussions with some adjacent provinces so what's going on in uh, you know New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, particularly like Moncton and Halifax um, is to really get to those entrepreneurs or those that are thinking about being an entrepreneur have an idea, maybe have an itch or maybe they're just curious about it because someone else is doing it and they want to learn more. And that's where I think startup Canada comes in. And it really creates that space for people to come and connect, uh, meet others, you know, start to build those early support systems, whether it be with um, you know local businesses or just other people with the similar curiosities as them. And from there, I think by getting them early on and getting them thinking about it, whether you're a student or, uh, you know, 30 year veteran, anyone can come. It's open to everyone. It's inclusive. And uh, that's that's where it starts. And once you get them at those early stages and they're thinking about it and they're preparing for it at a longer rate, um, I think that's beneficial to being successful.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, and kind of moving forward from there, um, I guess really what uh, what, what I do want to know is in terms of kind of a national approach to, to PEI, to entrepreneurship across the country, mm-hmm. where do you see a lot of the talent that comes specifically out of PEI fitting into, um, fitting into a Canadian approach to uh, putting itself on the world stage overall?
1: yeah i think you know going back to the point around starting businesses and we do a really good job of starting businesses um and you know, startup genome just listed atlantic canada as the you know fourth uh, largest activation ecosystem so we're pretty in line i guess with that uh, with that report and what's happening in atlantic canada and so I think the other side of that is people do. One of our biggest challenges here on PEI is is it the market size, or you know the I guess yeah the labor and staffing, and so you need to get really good at export or you know off island business, and um, you're forced into that at a pretty early stage. You're generally not going to survive just on a PEI market. So people who can do that very well, I think. Um, have been very successful on the island and will continue to be. So I think we we really do punch above our weight uh, compared to the rest of Canada in terms of that initial focus on exporting and, yeah, in terms of getting talent. Maybe it's more contracting happening overseas or remote work, and they're able to manage that accordingly. Um, those are sort of some of the biggest strengths I've seen here.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, really that, that kind of led into what my next question would have been, which was what is it that you think uh, you know makes entrepreneurship in PEI different uh, from everywhere else? But I guess really what I what I want to know too is do you think that there are there are things coming specifically out of PEI entrepreneurship that uh, that you think need to be adopted at like a national level, uh, going across PEI with really just that own you know it's got that PEI entrepreneurship stamp on it that. Uh, that not only makes it unique from everything else across Canada, but is really something that can help Canada kind of, you know, nudge the needle forward into into positioning itself as a more, uh, more global player in the global economy.
1: Very cool. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed, and this is very similar to what we see, uh, you know, in India and some of the top uh, innovation centers there, is actually this focus on or not even this focus, but yeah, yeah, I guess the specialty of rural innovation. So in a lot of our you know, urban centers, we focus on urban innovation. So, you know, high tech sort of businesses, uh, whether it be like an AI autonomous vehicles or some SaaS business and, uh, With rural innovation, you're sort of focusing on those essentials. So, uh, you know, food, so agriculture, you've got energy, water, uh, health and wellness, whether it's both physical and mental uh, wellness. And I believe, you know, that's what we see. We see both on PEI, but with the rural innovation, that's something that really can go global. With some of the urban sort of innovation, it can only be applied in, in particular markets. Some of those markets are huge, and, and that's great. Um, but I believe an opportunity for Canada is to focus more on the rural innovation, both for our own uh, need necessity, um, but also uh, to be sort of relevant or exportable to everywhere else in the world, ro- everywhere else in the world um so that's that's pretty exciting and and that's something we went to the best school uh iit institute of uh or india institute of technology in chennai and they were focusing on all rural innovation like battery storage for energy and different water and agriculture innovations which is super exciting and it's like they do that it's sort of a necessity right and i think with canada it's similar we're so big we, there is this need to innovate on some of those rural innovation levels, and I think there's a big opportunity there. So hopefully we'll see some uh, some big changes coming in the next few years here.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you think of any specific examples of these, uh, these PEI entrepreneurs and companies doing and implementing this kind of rural uh, innovation that you think, given mixed with uh you know this this PEI DNA of, of needing to be exporters so quickly in their business that you think really would just be uh, be perfect examples for Canada to um, just kind of you know kind of jump on and be like hey we need you and we need this. Uh,
1: yeah, I think some great examples would be you know Island Water Technologies, which is a renewable wastewater treatment here based off the island, and uh, you know ICP Island Capital Partners is. Um, supportive of them. Um, We have stash energy as well, which is um, let me just get this right, make sure I have this right. Um, Just energy storage through uh, peak shifting and demand. So uh, those have been, you know, that's more on the energy side. You have something in water, agriculture. Wow, there's a there's a much bigger list there. Um, Bluefield seeding technologies. I think one of the top things in PEI is actually our vet college. So I think we're very on par or if not better, maybe a little bit lower uh, than university of Guelph and what they're doing with sort of their agriculture and their vets uh, sort of specialties as well. So uh, we actually even go a bit further in that. And that we have these fish vets or fish veterinarians that are helping Ah, uh, that in the sort of aquaculture space, which is really cool, and we're seeing a, quite a few companies leverage those uh, specialties.
0: Mm-hmm. And and do you think that this this export gene is uh, is again something that uh, that can really you know be, not only benefit but uh, but the needs to be brought to the forefront of uh, of Canadian business exploration?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it comes from a necessity to export, right and. Other places in Canada or North America, you could argue don't need to focus on that as much early on because they can survive off that local market, which is a great, it can be a great way to validate your business, Um, but that could just mean you have really great local support. And so exporting will just be that much more difficult for you. So uh, definitely needs to be something I think built in at those early stages of your business. Mhm.
0: And Patrick, as we wrap up our conversation for today, um I look looking back on on everything we discussed, is there one tangible takeaway that uh, that you think entrepreneurs could walk away immediately after listening to us today and implement in their business?
1: I think it's it's go out there and and find your supports. You know, find your startup zone, find your local uh, sort of business or economic development centers and reach out to them and start to build a relationship with them. Um, it's not something you can just walk in the door and say, hey, give me money for my business. You can say that. I don't know how effective it, it would be, but uh, you know, getting to understand your ecosystem. So getting out there, meeting with people, connecting with people, joining different communities, um, <clears throat> just try to, Find those, yeah, support, those the team support systems and find others that maybe you can contribute to. And yeah, I just say, get out there and, and chat with people and start connecting, start building your, your own ecosystem, your own community. Fantastic.
0: Patrick, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your insight, your, uh, your PEI experience and your eyes uh, on literally everything uh, from aquaculture to tech. Um, again it's uh, it's been a wonder having you and I'm looking forward to seeing everything great that comes off the island even if it is uh, <laughs> send it to a wave for all to influence all the people that come to away.
1: absolutely yeah thanks Matt that's great uh, anytime and uh, we'll see where it goes from here
0: Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Until next week, I'm your host, Matt Curtis. Go check out the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern.